0: Let's get on with the show. All
1: right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me communication coach at the company Advance, Mike Acker. You can learn more about him and his company at stepstoadvance.com. He also is the author of uh, the amazing book that apparently has over 400 reviews on Amazon, uh, Speak With No Fear. So, Mike, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thanks, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. i looking forward to having some time with you today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we were talking a little bit about this uh, offline, but it's 2021 now, and I'm curious to know, do you feel any different from 2020?
2: (laughs) I feel like we get this random day to restart our lives that really wasn't anything different, but in our mind it is. And sometimes all we need to be able to start all over is a mind trick. There's Mm -hmm. so much power in our mind. So for all those who really feel like it's a new one, good for you. For those who don't, well, that's the reality. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, when I watched the ball drop in uh, New York uh, via live stream and there was like no one there, it yeah. really felt like it wasn't a new year for me. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. still, my husband and I still celebrated it in our own way, but I was like, oh man, like it's just another number. Like it's just another year, but it's, it doesn't really feel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: Different. A year ago, we went out with some friends and we went out to a nice restaurant. We had a great time together. We yeah. really enjoyed the evening. We stayed up and tonight, this time we went up, we went to bed around 9. 30.
1: Oh, good for you. Like my mom, yeah. she was the same way. She was like, I, I try to stay up at midnight, but I just decided to celebrate it early. <laughs> like she has her whole routine of like throwing like um, oranges on the ground. I don't know why she does that. Don't ask me. And, uh, and then like when she did that, she just went to bed and, and she was good with it. And I was like, Hey, you know, like you said, sometimes you need to do a mind trick to tell yourself, like, this is a new year. I can turn over a new leaf. I can start over like, thank goodness 2020 is done. And you know, so be it.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good for her. I've never done the oranges on the ground before, but maybe I'll do that next year.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She likes to, she has, she has all these things. Like She's like, oh, yeah. like jump when, you know, uh, New Year's goes off because then you'll get taller this year. And I was like, mom, I'm still 5'1", and I've done that every year. Like, it's just not, it's not happening. And I'm jump higher now, it's... <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I'll just wear heels. How about that? Um, all right. Well, you know, Mike, uh, let's go ahead and uh, shift gears here. So, your company is Advance, and you are a communication coach. So, for people that are learning about you for the first time, tell us a little bit about your company and what does it mean to be a communication coach?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I remember when we had one of our clients come. Her name was Shauna, and she was leading the software company.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: because of just a breakthrough in quality of what she was doing. She was invited to speak at a symposium at an Ivy League school, Mm. several hundred other people like her. It's going to be written up in all the different journals back back in those days when you could do symposiums in person. Mm -hmm. And so she came to us and she said, I'm just terrified. I have no idea how to organize my content in a way that is going to to grab the attention of people. And, And when I get up there, I just know I'm going to freeze. And so go into the mind. I just know I'm going Mm, to freeze. mm
1: -hmm. Can
2: you help? And that's what we do. We look for opportunities to help people realize their potential. Mm -hmm. Could Shauna take all of this understanding and all of her business ideas, could she take that and really get it out there? She absolutely had the potential. Mm -hmm. And she knew that if she could do that in a great way, it would help her company advance Mm -hmm. and it would help people and it would inspire the younger generation of of other engineers and other people who wanted to do what she's doing. Mm -hmm. So she worked with us for three months. We helped put together the speech. We helped her stand out. That was one of the clients I personally worked with. And in the end, she stood on the stage and she sent me pictures afterwards. And she looked amazing. She drove the point home. She was confident. Mm. She even laughed. She didn't pass out. (laughs) And it did help build the company. And that's what we do. We help people realize their potential. That's really what we say is in the end, you have potential and we want to help you realize it.
1: Yeah. Well, let's unpack that potential because, you know, you gave us a story about how she was so nervous and she was already kind of in a way setting herself up for failure saying like, I I can't do this. And so like, what does it mean, you know, more specifically to help people with their potential? Because I I know as a, I mean, in, in our context, I feel like it has a lot to do with public speaking. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, really in two areas that we work, we do leadership and communication. Mm -hmm. So help you advance your leadership and help you advance your communication. So I've written some books on these and really ultimately always giving you strategies or shifts that you can do. Mm -hmm. At the end, I want to inspire you to take action. So I want to coach you. I want to work with you. I want to lead keynotes or do a podcast that inspires you by sharing other people who have done what you've done and then also give you some practical action. So that's what we do when people Mm -hmm. come to us. We mm-hmm. hear their story. We understand where they're coming from so that we know whether we can help them or not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's people that we look at and we say that that's not what we do. That's not a good fit for us. Mm-hmm. But if we see that our niche, our expertise fits with, with a client's need and a client's desire, then we want to then first inspire them and then we want to give them very practical actions. So just earlier today,
1: mm-hmm.
2: working with a client at a large international organization that's very familiar to people. And in working with her, I said, there's going to be two steps I want you to take from here. Mm -hmm. Two steps. That's all I want you to do this week. And for her specifically, one of them was to work on the opening up of her mouth. So often, clarity doesn't come because we close our lips, which closes the sound off from reaching the other person. Mm -hmm. So something so simple Mm -hmm. that she could do on a daily basis at her home, just to help her achieve her eventual goal. Now we're in a program together. That's not the only thing she's going to do, but that's a starting point for her and what she's working on. Mm -hmm. So inspiration, action leads people to ultimately realize their potential.
1: Yeah. I really like, uh, just kind of the practical steps you teach people how to become better communicators. And I am curious to know, Mike, in your personal opinion, why do you think it's so difficult for us to communicate?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So many different reasons. So many mm-hmm. different reasons. You just unpacked. One of the reasons though, mm-hmm. is that in our mind, we have a specific idea of what we should be like.
1: So mm-hmm. so many of the
2: people I work with, they, they're advancing up the career ladder, mm-hmm. whether it's government. One of the ladies I was working with, she was, she was uh, going up the, the ladder in the military.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I said, so what do you want to be like? And she went on to describe her incredible sergeant she had a, at a younger point in her career. She says, I want to be just like him. Mm. Well, almost all of us have an idea of who we want to be like. And if it's not a person, it's an ideal. We have this, this fictitious idea of what it means like to be in business. It means that I, I don't tell stories. I tell facts. I mm-hmm. I I get got to be serious. I got to be very discreet. I got to hold my personality back. And so mm-hmm. in our minds, in so many people's minds, there's an idea an avatar or a real person that they're trying to be like, well, when you're trying to be like someone else, it takes away all the power of being you. Mm. And so we become a poor imitation of this idea instead of a real version, a great version of ourself. And a mm. lot of what I work on, even in my book, speak with no fear is how can you be you? <laughs> and I learned this personally. I had to, I had to put aside a great role model And learn how to do my voice instead of trying to speak like him. Well, that makes communication Mm -hmm. difficult when you're trying to be someone else. Now, there's a lot of other reasons. Some people just have no idea how to organize their thoughts. Some people have no idea how to do skill work when it comes to speaking. People think it's not a skill. Absolutely, it is. And some people, Mm -hmm. it's all of that interior stuff going on. And so what is it? So many reasons identify it then we inspire and then we, then we take action.
1: Yeah. It really uh, resonates with me when you said that when you try to be someone else, like you can't be you, you become a poor version of who you are. And, uh, um, I think that, I don't know, maybe this is, I was just thinking about one of my friends who's very extroverted and she always just tries to fit in and like do what everyone else is doing and try to be agreeable with everyone else. Um, when you really ask her what her opinions are, she's kind of like trying to echo what everyone else had told her. And it's like, but no, but what what do you really think? Like, what do you, you know, really want? And who, who are you really, you know? And uh, I think about her. And then I also think about like my sister where, um, you know, we're five years apart. And I remember uh, going through high school and I did sports and I was involved in extracurricular. And then when she came into school, uh, when she followed me after, when I was already in college and she went to the same high school I did, uh, she was already stressed out her first two weeks of in high school and she broke down and And I was like, what's going on? And she's like, I can't beat you. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't like, you know, follow your footsteps. And I was like, I was like, you don't have to, like you, you don't, you know? So I, 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 that really hits home for me to think of like, yeah, sometimes people are just, you know, trying to find a, uh, follow this idea of what they consider success when, really you know we have all the tools within within ourselves and we need people like you mike to help us see that
2: yeah it's interesting how we build up these people in our mind and we try to become like them and while not harnessing who we are mm-hmm. so first identify who you are i'm a huge fan of personality profiles i'm actually working on one of those for future work that i'm doing of just one of those Enneagrams or DISC, mm-hmm. really understanding who we are and then improving yourself. So one of my favorite movies is Hitch. I love that that movie with uh, Will Smith, right? Yep, yep.
1: And I know that movie Mendes. very well. There's, yeah. This, yeah, there's,
2: there's this line where where he is working with somebody and he takes them to go get some shoes. And the guy says something like, I don't know. These shoes aren't really me. And he says, you bought these shoes. You look good in these shoes. This is you. mm And what I look at that is like, that's an improvement on this person. It doesn't change the character. It doesn't change the morals. It doesn't change the values that that person has. It changes something external.
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Meanwhile, he's working on these people really helping the the love interest find out their internal values. Mm. So understand who you are, get that out there, but also improve your skills. Mm
1: -hmm. So
2: embrace you, who you are. I talk about this again and again in my coaching programs what do you need to appreciate about yourself? What do you need to accept about yourself that you don't necessarily appreciate?
1: And then what mm. do you need
2: to improve? And so often mm. we flip this. So often we try to improve that which we need to accept and we accept that which we need to improve.
1: Wow. I feel like I need like a moment to process what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> That's really deep stuff. Uh, so, you know, Mike, you have to tell me, when did this all start for you? Like, when did you choose to become a communication coach?
2: I had done it for years just mm-hmm. as part of my organizations I worked for, companies mm-hmm. I worked for, just helping other people.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: it really goes back to when I was a kid and I had a speech impediment. So
1: mm-hmm. I couldn't say
2: "J" and I couldn't say some other words. And my mom, my mom's sister's a speech pathologist and noted it. And my mom took me to a speech therapist. And my mom tells me, I don't remember this, that I just gave myself into it, that I just loved the coaching and was aggressive about it would come home working on it. Mm-hmm. So then I ended up doing all these different speech things and got pretty good and won some awards in elementary school, those big important ones that you <laughs> hold on your your shelf for a little while and then they collect dust and you throw them away. And then we moved to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so I was all over having to learn how to speak language in front of people. So I I had these moments in time growing up and then again in college where I had to learn how to speak again. I had to get up in front of people for the first time, for the second time, for the third time.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: knowing how important it was for me to learn how to communicate in front of people and what it did for me the advantage i tell people again and again i write this down it's, it's my quote it's attributable it's to me communication is currency mm. that you gotta learn communication because it translates to currency in so many areas so i did it in elementary i did it in high school and middle school and i did it in college and so then in my career I would start working with my team members. I would start working with professionals. And then I started doing it on the side and it grew and grew. One of, my, one of my clients actually challenged me to write a book. So I put one of my lessons on how to overcome fear in a book and it just took off. Mm. And then people were calling me. I remember one day I realized, man, there's something about this. When I had someone from the Middle East call me, from United Arab Emirates, call me straight from the book. And when I picked up, he goes, I'm talking to the man. I thought, oh, okay, I guess this is a big thing now.
1: That's how you know you've made it. <laughs>
2: and then I just developed it. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty cool. I I just started working with a client in France who, who got my Audible version. And so it's been pretty cool. But when I wrote the book, it kicked it into high gear, what I was doing on the side. And then I launched out and left corporate sales at a Fortune 500 company to do this full time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, fast forward today, uh, I know that you've had experience of holding workshops and uh, being a, a keynote speaker and everything. And we've pivoted to the virtual space now. So tell me how how has your company pivoted? Um, you know, in these since twenty twenty.
2: <laughs> yeah, no problem. So I've put a, a lot of my coaching clients are now working with the team, and mm-hmm. then I've done a lot of the either the executive high end communication coaching or still doing some traveling. Like next week, I'm in Orlando a week from this filming. In mm-hmm. Orlando, we're doing the COVID test before, they're doing the COVID test and I'm working with a team of about 11 executives. And I'm working for two days, doing one hour sessions with each of them and then doing two hours of workshop, kind of a mm-hmm. keynote environment. But then I took my office during this time and I just invested into more cameras. I put this big, huge, nice backdrop over here with backlighting. So now with the multiple camera angles and so much, I'm able to bring the conference to the computer. So I'm working with software companies and uh, car dealerships, like large car dealerships and a whole bunch of other different brands and bringing all these different keynotes and workshops to them. And they love it because it's so much less then bringing in a keynote speaker in person for the day and flying them. And they love it because if they're sending their people to a conference, mm-hmm. it's cheaper than sending you know, 50 people to a conference than just to have me come in and do a workshop for them.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's really awesome. And I think I was just sharing this offline that I'm trying to figure out, like if I can create another backdrop or another yeah. like setup yeah. somewhere in the house, because, uh, I love, I love my background and I mean, I, I feel like I can improve on it more, but, um, you know, I could also, I'm also getting sick of my home office. I need to switch it up and maybe switch to the bedroom.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, well, or it gets addictive. So when you start buying these lights and this <laughs> tech, you're like, I, I could use this tech and I could use this tech. And then you realize that that was actually just because you wanted it and you didn't need it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's very much my husband. Um, a lot of the tech I have is because they're kind of like hand-me-downs because he'll like get into it. And he's like, I don't want to use this anymore. I want to get a better mic. And I'm like, I'm going to take your mic then. And it sounds yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. So I'm the beneficiary of, you know, his, uh I don't know, just lack of attention and just desire to chase like shiny objects. So um, here we are. Uh, Mike, uh, before I uh, sort of shift gears here, I wanted to know, I wanted to make sure I covered all my bases. Is there anything else that you want people to know uh, about you as a communication coach or your company, Advance?
2: Many people have put communication on the back burner. Mm. They know they're not great at it. Mm. They know that they could get better at it but it's one of those things like weight that you think you'll get to someday. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you don't, and you don't, and you don't, and you don't, and time passes and you don't get better. And what you don't realize is just like maybe, maybe some health goals that you have that might be holding you back from something you want to be, be a part of. So is communication you are missing out on opportunities to get your point across. You're missing out on opportunities to engage your team and make them more productive You're missing out on advancing your career, advancing your platform. And so ultimately my whole goal, go back to that original sentence, realizing people's potential Mm. is that at the end of life, that the people I get to work with have no more potential left because it's turned into experience. Like Mm. when you're 20 years old, potential is cool, right? Like, (laughs) Hey, you have a whole bunch of potential and you go, Uh, wow, I could be the president or whatever it might be. I could do this. I could do something big, but at 70, if you've never realized that potential, then it's not exciting. It's sad. So Mm -hmm. I want people when they're at 70, like my dad is, to have realized their potential, to be able to say, look at what I've done, look at what I've achieved, look at what I'm leaving behind. When I pass, my dad will probably live to 120. He'll outlive me. (laughs) One day, one day, I'll when I'm when I'm gone, look at what I did with my potential. Mm -hmm. And communication is part of that potential. It's part of realizing that.
1: One of the biggest things that my takeaway that you also shared is that, uh, you know, your goal is to take people from realizing their potential to, to just having experience now to say that I did it. I realized my potential and this is my story. This is what I've done. Um, just kind of like how you mentioned with your, your dad's story. And I I imagine all of his accomplishments at this point in his life so far, because we're crossing fingers, he's going to live till a (laughs) hundred, if not over that. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's really, uh, incredible Mike. And I appreciate you sharing kind of that final piece there. Uh, so Shifting, shifting gears real quick, um, for our listeners who are small business owners and entrepreneurs, uh, You know clearly you are successful. Uh, and so I just wanted to know if there's any you know, parting piece of advice or words of wisdom that you want to share with our fellow small business owners and entrepreneurs listening to the thoughtful entrepreneur.
2: Any time that you have something that you're trying to share and that you want to get out there just remember that the first audience should not be the people that is your final audience. Your mm-hmm. first audience should be you It should be on a pen and paper. It should be in the mirror, whether you're making a pitch, whether you're making a presentation, whether you're making a sales call practice on yourself a dozen times before you actually get out there in front of someone else and practice on them. The first audience will always be you. Then you can correct it and hone it and share it with someone else and then bring it back to the drawing board. That's gonna make you Mm. save a lot of time. It takes time at the beginning, but saves time and saves regret.
1: Wow. Ooh, that's powerful. That reminds me of uh, something I like to do on the side is I like to uh, do audio journals. So I'll just kind of record myself and then I re-listen to it and like, Oh my God, that's how I sound. Or, or I'll be like, Oh wow. Like, and I actually kind of like learn from just talking out loud. But you know, I think I, when you say like your first audience is you, I think about what I already do for myself and to have these like personal audio uh, journals and everything. And And I'd like to believe that I'm on the right track based on what you shared.
2: <laughs> it sounds great. Sounds great. And remember when we went back to that, accept, appreciate, improve. Mm -hmm. I think everybody should listen to their own voice. Mm -hmm. Everybody should get really familiar with it and accept that that's what they sound like because it's different to us because it goes to our jawbone, Mm -hmm. but everybody should accept that and then look ways to always improve it. How Mm -hmm. can I improve the tonality? How can I improve my diction? How can I improve the power? How can I improve my breath work? Mm -hmm. That's a side note for a whole different day.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. That's one thing, you know, in all the interviews I've done, I've done, I think, uh, probably 300 interviews in the last two years at this point, I've definitely have learned to remind myself to breathe (laughs) and, and try not to talk too fast and, and, you know, it's an ongoing thing, but just the constant practice, I feel like, and I'm very fortunate to be able to practice that through the podcasting space and talking to people like you, like you've made me very like mindful of my communication today. So thanks Mike. (laughs)
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, you got a great smile and smile is a huge part of everything that you do in communication. One of the things I tell people again, and again, if you want to get better in communication, breathe, smile and pause.
1: Mm, breathe, smile and pause. I love it. I feel like I can pick your brain forever. As You know, all good <laughs> things have to come to an end. So and for joining us here on the Thoughtful Entrepreneur, I've really appreciated your time.
2: Absolutely. Jen, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate the time.
1: Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Mike Acker, who is a communication coach at his company Advance. You can learn more about him and his company at steps stepstoadvance.com. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. 7 days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now my name's Josh Ellidge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the thoughtful entrepreneur movement.